Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone. A Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Conversations Against Living Miserably, a podcast where we try to find solace in a world where our brains are usually against us. My name is Aaron Gillis and each week I'll be joined by... Me, Lauren Patterson. Each week we chat to a different guest about how they try and live their life without misery. But we try and do it with a little bit of laughter because otherwise that sounds like a pretty gloomy idea for a podcast. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Dave, the TV channel, and Calm, the campaign against living miserably. Morning! Oh, Jesus, what happened then? Morning! 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 Welcome back to Conversations Against Living Miserably, a podcast that looks at the world and tries to make sense of it whilst our brains refuse to do so. Uh, sorry about the break in between episodes. Hope you haven't missed us too much, but we're back! We're back, baby! Uh, in more exciting Dave and Calm news, because Dave and Calm make this podcast, they've made a series of stand-up specials which are going to air on Dave later this year. But the first one is going to be on your televisions on the 24th of March. It stars Joel Domit, Judy Love, John Robbins and Kerry Pritchard-McLean. And it's it's brilliant, really. I've already seen it because, uh, well, well, I have. Just have. I'm not going to tell you why like to keep my secrets uh but you should watch it it's going to be brilliant it's on at 9 p.m it's to raise awareness uh, and money for calm so watch that do it all right this week's guest is tony law tony is a stand-up comedian all the way from canada uh you may recognize him from have i got news for you eight out of ten cats and in 2012 he was nominated for best show at the edinburgh comedy awards right that's quite enough from me that's enough news intro nonsense from me let's just get to it uh, here is lauren and myself talking to tony law hello everybody and welcome to another episode of conversations against living miserably i can see tea and coffee coming down the corridor <laughs> For for the listener, Aaron has just come in balancing two cups on his palm. <laughs> that is a terrible way. Yeah. But your hands are probably immune after eating waffle marmite sandwiches. I can't believe how much controversy that caused. That Thank caused you. a lot of. What Ooh. happened? What was the controversy? Aaron's favourite like go-to snack to make him feel better is a marmite sandwich, but with waffles. 
potato waffles instead of bread. Why? Yeah. Well, if you like marmite, yep. I, lo- I love ma- waffles. Yeah. Both types. <laughs> Both types. Love a potato waffle. <laughs> Can't get around it. It's That's brilliant. it's yeah. a savoury. I'm but gonna try it. Everyone just thought I was really weird. Yeah. Anyway. Right. <laughs> Aaron's okay. weird eating habits aside. That is a lovely little JNR mug you're drinking from. Thank you very much. Having you're a like great a time this morning. Prim little lady in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> On today's episode, we are joined by the absolute force of nature that is Tony Lowell. Hello. Hey. <laughs> I thought you were just going to do the least force of nature thing and be like, Hi. <laughs> I, know, I, was, I Instead, I came out somewhere in the middle. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Not, non-committal. Hey, when you've like, Especially when comedians, when you don't often start work till the evening, mm. and you, know, you use your voice for the first time, and it's like, hello! <laughs> yeah, no, I and I communicate as little as possible throughout the day. The bear. <laughs> and save it all up for an hour and a half. <laughs> so this is pretty chit-chatty for me. I know, you're going to have used all your words by tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm halfway through them. Did your parents used to tell you that when you were little, to get you to stop talking loads? My one of my mum's friends um, said you only had a certain amount of words a day oh, to try and get the, really to stop talking loads. So like once you were talking too much, it'd be like you've only got a hundred words left, and you'd be like, "Shit!" <laughs> That's no. one of the tools I use with my alcoholism. Is <laughs> I said there was only so many drinks, <laughs> and I'd use them all up. <laughs> and I did that the first time I stopped drinking. I said I've used them all up. I told everybody, used up all my drinking chips. <laughs> And then, for some reason, I was given 10 solid years of more chips. <laughs> of way more under chips. The yeah. <laughs> Probably as much as the, the previous 25 years combined. <laughs> so, yeah, no, they never said that to me. They would just zone me out. That is effective. That's pretty that good. Is. And I, I've picked up that skill. <laughs> the trick is to look interested. Yes. While you're doing it. Because... Kids can pick up on that. Mm-hmm. It's all in a little yeah. occasional nod of the head. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, first question. Right. Oh yes. That we asked. Well, thanks for having me on the uh, the cast. The cast. <laughs> the cast of pods. I'm trying to think of a good, cool name for it. <laughs> yeah. The pod. People say pod in America. Oh dear. Thanks for coming on the pod. But I don't want to say that. I, I think, think the cast is better. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks for having us on the cast. <laughs> Thanks for having us on this capsule of emotion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when was the last time you felt calm? Oh, oh, yes. I would say night before last. Um, I've got a bit of an addiction now to uh, universe uh, size comparison videos. Oh. Well, they, you know, they show you the Earth, and then it shifts to the side, and then, whoa, it's a little bit bigger. Then there's <laughs> Jupiter, and then, whoa, there's the sun, and you go, no way! <laughs> oh, my God! And then you get to, up to A.Y. Canis, or whatever. Get up to the biggest stars, you go, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Holy Christ, we're small! <laughs> there's no point to life! And then it gets to the black holes, and, oh, right. uh, so those, I think that... And then they, if they put on a nice bit of old techno, uh-huh. some 90s techno, you and you have your headphones on, that can be pretty, like, you forget where you are. Night. So that was two nights ago. That's I think I felt relaxed then. I think yeah. that's my favourite answer we've yeah. ever been given. I might, I might not know what that means even. <laughs> but I know how to... The way you can feel calm is to feel insignificant in the universe. Yeah, I'm happy to answer uh, anything, but I don't know that I know what I'm talking about ever. <laughs> You're on yeah. the right podcast yeah. for that, then. I know how to look calm. Good. <laughs> That's yeah. about it. Is there a skill? Everything's about how I look. Mm. Do I look calm? Do I look relaxed? Good. Maybe it'll follow. <laughs> Am I relaxed? What does that mean? And then, yeah, so I think that was pretty relaxing. Um, that not it? Like, if you get a good set of headphones now... Mm-hmm. It's very easy to relax. You know, the noise-canceling yeah. ones. Oh. That's changed my life. I've only had them for a month and a half. I could do with some of them. Oh, my God. It's changed everything. Mm-hmm. I, I got just... my first pair this, that came last night, so it's my first commute this morning oh. with noise-canceling headphones, and you can't hear a thing. Get a thing. videos on. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's and so I wear them to sleep now, even if the, I'm not listening to anything. Really? Mm. Just complete silence. It's bizarre. 
I don't think I could deal with complete silence. I do need some sort of distraction. Well, I'm left with my own thoughts. That would be really bad. For well, you know what involved. it's like if you're you're in the big city though, and you're aware of mm. it, so you're never like there's still light bleeds through. Yeah. But like having yeah saying that when I went anytime I've gone back to Canada to visit the farm, and I I can't sleep at all because the silence is ah. just it's the most it's insane. It's so quiet. Like um. So I remember as a kid uh, being far more in touch with the universe, you know, like mm. so because I, I had nothing to compare it to. I didn't know how silent it was. I remember like uh, one time I drove a, a snowmobile, a skidoo. We all had skidoo. Well, we didn't all, but our family had a skidoo. That's a great word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instantly made my day. Yeah. <laughs> and I drove it out. This is a memory. Uh, and I drove it out into the middle. It was the middle of winter. So it was about 40 below zero. It's absolutely freezing. But and everything's covered in white and just the you could see the curvature of the earth. I drove out in the middle of this field and I remember turning off the engine and, and listening to the engine as it cooled down. It went, tick, 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 as the you know, the fluids all started to slow down and then it went silent. And then I remember feeling the this uh, like utterly horrified at the size of the world and my insignificance. I remember it was like an existential, mm. I don't even know if that I'm using that right in a sentence, but I felt so tiny. It was awful, it was a horrific feeling, I remember. The stars, like it was clear sky. Uh, and it, uh, I've, I've never forgotten that. I think that, I don't know what I, why I started talking about that. Uh, why, what were we talking about? We were talking about calm. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah, quiet, so then, Anyway, so I was accustomed to that sort of connection, I think, you know, and to that sort of uh, in stuck inside yourself. And all, but uh, since I've lived over here, then when I go back to visit, I can't get it. I can't get to that anymore. So you're just so it's used quiet. to the city and just everything. Like yeah, all of that chaos. Constant chaos. Yeah, is the only way you know how to live, isn't it? Mm. There's just noise. Have you seen the film A Quiet Place? No, that so that's sounds good. That's the one good. where there's monsters. Have you seen it? Yes, yeah, brilliant. So there's monsters and they come for noise. Everyone's got to live like silently. Do you think you'd survive in the quiet place? Absolutely. Couldn't oh. make any noise. No. Oh wow! I snore so loudly. That sounds I would terrifying. Die in my sleep. Like yeah. they take the battery out of the little boy's toy. They don't realise he's put it back in. It goes off and then they like take the little boy. The monsters yeah. do. Yeah. And I was thinking, Whoa. at first I was like, that sounds amazing, the quiet place. That's like a constant quiet coach. I'd love that. But then I thought, I don't know if too much silence would really. I thought it, yeah. it makes you feel out. insane. Yeah. yeah. Like I feel like I'm going nuts. I just can't sleep. It's so quiet. Mm. What's your favorite noise? <laughs> mm, that's a good one. Lauren asking the big questions. <laughs> uh, I like uh, engines. That's engines. a good one. I like proper, like big diesel engines. I like the sound of those. Mm. <laughs> Such a manly answer. Yeah. <laughs> engines. I never thought that would be me because when I grew up, I was sort of, I always, I was always an alternative-y person. So if the, if people were into the, but as I grew up in a rural area and farmers and stuff, mm. I would try and be the opposite of that. But since I've been away, I miss those weird things. Like mm. I watch farming videos online. Sometimes, <laughs> just to, when you feel homesick, just I, I suffer from terrible nostalgia. <laughs> I watched 1970s sporting events <laughs> that I never watched, but I was alive when it was on, and I'll watch that. I should know the result, but I don't. Mm. So, but I'll watch it all the way through. <laughs> Three hours of the CBS broadcast of the. Uh, NFL. Your YouTube search history is a wonderful place. Yeah. It's yeah, very pure. Yeah. Well, it, it gets on to it gets on to one thing and sticks with it for a long time <laughs> until it's exhausted. And then it moves slightly over. Yeah, and I like and I'm and lately I've been getting into uh, just large engineering projects, <laughs> <laughs> like things I was never really into when I was a kid. I've become fascinated with the infrastructure. <laughs> Just, you know, like, how does this, I guess that's, that's a sense of like wondering, like, how, what happens if the crops fail for a year? Like, how, how bad, how fucked are we? <laughs> if that, you know, and like, what yeah. happened? Who's keeping the infrastructure going? What happens if we lose those people? 
you know, and like, maybe I need to be kinder to people who work in the infrastructure. <laughs> and that's the train of thought there. <laughs> yeah, just, Brexit <laughs> kicked off all those thoughts. <laughs> I need to think about the infrastructure more. <laughs> Once you deep dive into it, though, and you start mm. looking at open mining and like all sorts of stuff. Oh, man. It's like um, when you think about climate change, too, and mm. you're, you're like you're doing your little bit and you're recycling and all that. And then you drive by like an absolute monstrosity of a of a chemical plant mm. or a factory and you think wow <laughs> <laughs> i feel like they have more yeah. <clears throat> say in this toothbrush is really helping here <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy so yeah i guess maybe it's because of my age i'm just feeling uh, all these things yeah like, odd things are they're they're presenting themselves to me in an odd way mm. i guess when was the first time you became aware of mental health being a thing, be it yourself uh, or to someone else in your life? Or uh, I guess um, it started it's still when I was still an alcoholic. I remember being a vague kind of scoffing at it. Mm. So this is going back to the 2010s or the teens and before. Well, any time before 2015. But I remember sort of cool. So, uh, you know, yeah, not never uh, like a prick out loud, just in my head, just kind of like, oh, well, you know, kind of telling myself I'm strong and I can handle, you know, <laughs> no sense of irony, like no, no uh, looking at myself going, you are a raging alcoholic. <laughs> I was too strong for that. I was mm-hmm. handling it in my head. Mm-hmm. So it was around that time, I remember. Um, and but, you know, what it's like for alcoholics, you don't notice a whole bunch outside of your own self Mm -hmm. and so and then but then when I quit and all of that came home to roost in a real hurry (laughs) it's like all the waters just rushed in and Mm. went you are flawed so that then I became aware of it um, and because I gave up uh, lots of stuff at the same time and so my brain went through a lot of you know paranoia and Mm. it was a horrible year but I had to do it and uh then I became really aware of it on a on a selfish level. Mm-hmm. Going, wow, this stuff is uh, pretty dang important, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, life is super fragile. <laughs> and that was the beginning of that mm. of of uh, humility, and then and then of course all the shame that comes with it. You got thirty years of shame, and because uh, that that that's the worst part about the drinking is 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 you're drinking to forget that you drink. Yeah. Mm. And that's the kind of cycle. cycle. Yeah, everyone wants to know what's the real reason you started. Mm -hmm. And it can be as trivial as uh, I was just shy. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. hated socializing. Mm -hmm. And I've realized, I realized that, and I was like a 44-year-old man going, oh, you you really hate socializing. You find it very difficult. (laughs) And you forgot that (laughs) since you were 16. Yeah. (laughs) You've just put, you've had a little wedge in there that's made... And so you've had to come around to that, and, you know. You know, oh, okay. So it's simple as that. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a kind of a, a nerd who likes to stay in. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not a party guy. <laughs> that's a character I built up for myself. <laughs> and have you learned to embrace that side of yourself now? That kind of that's who I am. That's yeah, very much. Yeah. yeah. And then, it, but I, and I started getting into the things that I was into. Uh, they were flashing back in my head the things I was into when I was 17, and it was, it was. Uh, you know, lots of um, just into reading history. And I, I read history all along, but I got really back into it, you know, uh, and I started retaining it again. Yeah. And um, but also like sports. I used to like sports a lot more like the NFL, American football. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I got sober at the same time as you could get it over here. So I've got back into that. And now my son's into it. So it's kind of a, that's a real kind of. A nerdy type of sport, as weird as that sounds. Yeah. When you get into it, it's real statisticy, fernickety, and brain damagey. Yes, <laughs> there is that. But uh, won't let him play, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so not, no, I let him play. Anyway, um, the que- yeah. So I became aware of it on a selfish level from mm. then. Mm. Yeah. What's the process like of like giving up alcohol? That mm. must be. Um, look, I. Hard. I, I I quite knew for the last, well, I knew for years, like, so, you know, some, the people, uh, uh, what was the moment or whatever, but I had thousands of moments mm-hmm. when I should have, and, uh, and the, and the further, the, the more they got, the, almost the harder it was going to be, and I suppose, um, 
the, I just I was planning it. I knew I just had to. Something had to give, and I couldn't see a way out. I thought this is so much a part of my personality. It's like what? I, and I, and I had a a really shallow thing was will I be funny? Yeah. Again, and at no point did I ever remind myself that actually I was very funny with my friends before I started drinking. I was quite f- funny at home and. I, I didn't need, uh, but I didn't think that at first. I was worried my comedy would be different. Mm-hmm. And if anything, it's ended up being even more kind of alternative or even more s- stupid or even more. Uh, I mean, I did go through a phase where I was, I would talk about what was going on with me, but I tried to keep it as uh, b- uh, behind a boundary as yeah. I could, like without being self-indulgent. I mean, I made fun of being self-indulgent. Um, yeah, so it was awful, and then um, I kind of made my 2015 show into a bit of a, a performance art, in that I was having a breakdown whilst doing this show, and for the only hour of the day where I felt any good, because my family had gone away, mm-hmm. and and I was living in this flat with no furniture and a massive dog in Edinburgh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yep, it's definitely happening now. Like, <laughs> It's definitely time to knock it on the head. <laughs> You've driven this plane as low as she'll go. <laughs> and uh, the dog's staring at you to wake you up. And just going, oh, God, you, you need walking. <laughs> Did you know the dog? Yeah, he was mine. <laughs> <laughs> he was the last terrible decision I ever made when I drank. Because he's a monster. Like, he's humongous and gentle thing. But he's so big. <laughs> and this is how moronic I was. Like, I when I was uh, still... You know, because like alcoholics, what you the one thing that I never knew about is when you get really bad, you start hallucinating and you make shit up. Your reality becomes alternate, like, mm-hmm. and you don't even remember uh, having friendships, let alone you know. And so I was paranoid, and I had all this stuff going on that bad people are out to get me. All of that was going on, and so I thought I'd get myself a German Shepherd to protect me, but <laughs> I never really. You know, so it's too much money to go and get a ready-made German Shepherd to protect you. So I got a puppy. (laughs) And he just, you know, now you're more vulnerable, if anything. Like, if there's bad people out to get you, you're now, you can't run as quick. (laughs) You've got this puppy as well as a family, you more. And, you know, and keeping your your shit together long enough in front of people Mm -hmm. and all of that going on. Anyway, he grew up to be a massive, massive, gentle dog who still pulls on the lead. But so every day I, I did most of that show with a horse's head on because I was so I was so ashamed of myself and what is going on. that I did most of it from inside the horse's head with the microphone jammed up there. And <laughs> and uh, apparently lots of people said it was it was really uh, funny and uh, moving in a, in a funny way. Mm. So because I uh, my goal has always been to try and do something that's uh moving but without ever explicitly being about anything yeah. so like through surrealism to make you know if you can get get people laughing so much that they become hysterical about something that doesn't quite make sense but then maybe because my favorite comedy i've gone to have been a bit like that you know i remember seeing um simon munnery and not really understanding what was going on when he did the league against tedium like mm-hmm. i'd never even heard of most of the philosophers he was talking about isn't that but that really sparked an interest in me. <laughs> simon munnery showed me literature and uh, <laughs> and just just i i love laughing at things that i can't quite figure out why that's funny mm. mm-hmm. and then and then when you laugh a lot at something the emotion is way to me deeper than if you see a ted talk type thing where someone's sharing or you know that's great too. It yeah. serves a need, but like I remember when I was 15 years old, watching uh, the I never heard of Monty Python in my life. When I was 15 at a uh, another farm, the the kids there having a party, <laughs> and all the kids are drinking beer and everyone's partying. Uh, there was a quiet room where you could go, and I hadn't started drinking yet, so I was super quiet. So I found the quiet room, and there was all like three other people just deadly silent, no one looking at each other, and they were watching. <laughs> Uh, a VHS copy of the Holy Grail and I sat there and I watched it through the first time and my jaw was on the ground and my I just I'd never seen anything like it but it was 
I felt moved like it and I can still uh, bring that feeling back today and I watched again I laughed so hard I never laughed so hard in my life that at the end of it I was crying but that crying of laughter turned into like really emotional like mm. I was weeping it was so funny yeah so surreal so dumb and about history and so like it appealed to me on on a on a profound level it changed my life mm. forever um it sounds mad now no, but no, and it, yeah so that that uh that's what I've always tried to get to you know that thing you can do with your friends when you're on fire and the stars are aligned and you are given the floor and mm -hmm. you're the funny one and you're making your friends and you get to that point where you're crippled with laughter, that thing is almost impossible to achieve on stage, isn't it? But I'd like to get to that and yeah. then people not know exactly why at the end. So I don't know how I got onto that. No, great. I really <laughs> always forget like the beginning of what we started talking about. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. By time, and I also think all parties need a quiet room. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. an amazing idea. Oh, <laughs> I would be in there. That would make my life so much. <laughs> yeah. Just turning up, just and go like, and sit. Where's, yeah. where's your quiet room? Please? Exactly. <laughs> I'll only come if I can sit in the quiet room, please. Yeah. And then it was within a year I started the drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw a quiet room since. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah, God, that that's a really lovely memory. Um, so. So knowing I was going to do it at the end of that month was a little bit of a a kernel of hope. Yeah. Uh, and having the dog. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then that I just had to do the hard work. It was just awful. I went to a hospital every day for a couple months and I also used Mind. They were amazing. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it's all and I'm just old enough to be from from just on the tail end of people who just the way you dealt with your emotions and maybe even younger people than me, you know, still you push it down and just just get that right down there. Get in there. And nothing bad's going to happen from dealing with it this way. Get in there. Repress. Yeah. Even if you even if you like you outwardly say god I hate macho people and you know being all like containing your feelings. I'm not like that. You can say that about people. God, I'm not like my dad or my brothers or whatever. You you say all of that, but you're coping the exact same way they are, mm -hmm. even though you're saying the words that makes you different from them. You just push that shit down. <laughs> and you wonder why you, the alcoholism just explodes, mm -hmm. you know. And hopefully there's way less alcoholics now or drug addicts yeah. as there used to be. Like, uh, like in the 90s, it seemed like everybody was a drug addict. Uh, but not calling it that. Yeah. <laughs> it's all being loved up. I thought that. 
Um, do you know, there was a time when I accidentally went sober for a bit. <laughs> and I'd gone, <laughs> I'd gone to Amsterdam, and I hadn't done mushrooms since I was a kid. I'd forgotten all about them. And me and a friend did a bunch of mushrooms in Amsterdam. And I got so high and laughed so much. And then I went back to the airport. All my wiring had changed. This is in hindsight, I've worked it out. I was so optimistic and happy. And for about three or four weeks, I'd forgotten to drink. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I and I, I was like, I, I pick up a cigarette and I look at it and go, I smoke? <laughs> God. But I but this is but bloody mindedly I forced myself to yeah. sort of <laughs> take up smoking and drinking mm. again. But it was mad, that that rewiring. Yeah. So there's gotta be something in that. There's gotta be something. That could be a really good therapy yeah because i think for me the drinking smoking is all habitual it's just yeah. that i know that it's part of my daily process so i yeah. just continue doing it and it's a lovely feeling when yeah. that booze hits your guts <laughs> and that that deadness is like oh yeah did your relationship with your emotions change when you stopped drinking because of course like mm. then you have to actually feel things instead of kind of burying them away and did yeah you, did you start confronting them all yeah because well slowly yeah. and i'm still in the middle of it actually because mm. i'm having to i'm in some ways i'm a 17 year old mentally <laughs> you know, or emotionally <laughs> I'm uh, shallow but um, yeah and I, and I had to come to terms with I'm a bit of an asshole actually sometimes you know and I can be quite rude and I never thought that of myself I thought it was this nice guy I'd created this character who was just a nice guy but actually I'm someone who uh, will be really quiet and, and won't follow up things with friends and mm -hmm. I'm not thoughtful so I've had to work on all that stuff to yeah. build it up and go what do you want to be and that's that sucks because it's too easy to become isolated and just think, yeah, well, it's just who I am. I'm not into people. Fuck people. Yeah. You know, I've got my kids. I'm lucky enough to, have, you know, but they need to see you socializing because <laughs> they don't want to think this is all life is. Yeah, indeed. So I've had to f come to terms with that and force myself past it and, and thank God I need to be friendly because I realized I don't, I was just like, God, I don't. Because uh, the friendships that I liked the most were people you run into at gigs, mm. and because it's they, you, it's safe. You know, you're both, you're all awkward. You're all doing the same things. It could be shit, could be good, and you don't see each other very often. And it's just that lovely level of depth, because I, uh, the idea of getting to know people any further is frightening, because you don't want people to know you. Mm -hmm. You know, like I always think I'm at my best for about forty five minutes. And then once you're past that, they won't like you anymore. <laughs> yeah. But everybody probably has that. But you press press on, don't you? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've got very, very few friends who I would say know everything about, know like a lot about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, any more than that would terrify us. I'm yeah. Like, no. That's like you that. know all my secrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And They're mine. <laughs> but I think the best friends as well are the ones who know. But don't uh, care. All the ones about me don't care. They've seen mm. you at your worst and they're like, I don't want to be they're like, if you can't handle me at my worst, you know, yeah. no, none mm. of that shit. But, you know, they've seen you like. Yeah, they can be still not like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah, that was a scumbag thing to do. But I still love you. And I'm like, really? <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a, I, I don't know if I'll be able to get back to that. You know, like uh, my, my best friend is still. The guy I was friends with from 15 to 21 before, or 19 or whenever I left Canada. And we used to stay in touch back when communication was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as things got easy, he's got a family, I got a family. But we don't feel like we need to. Like, um, if I go back to Canada, it just feels the same. Yeah. Right away. Pick up where you left off, yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> my wife said that's the only person she's ever met who really knows how you know, awful of a person you can be <laughs> <laughs> and still loves you. Mm. She said there's other people who uh, she can say, you know, that they don't really know you and probably wouldn't like you <laughs> if they got to know yeah. that side of you. So, yeah, so I struggle with that. And, and that's been, I think, I guess maybe subconsciously that was the thing you, another extra thing to keep drinking, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Not having to deal with who you really are yeah definitely just that ignoring reality and hoping that it all just carries on and goes yeah. away in effective. some ways the physical withdrawal part is the easiest yeah you know the shakes and all of that crap you just lock yourself in a bedroom if you're lucky enough mm -hmm. and four days later you kind of and then but then you know and then your mind is a bit mashed so i did i went to the hospital and did loads of um every day um it's called the recovery program i did it at stratford upon avon hospital um, and it was amazing 
And then also there's people that go through that program who are, you know, have got way different, worse situation. That's kind of humbling, but in a weird way, that almost makes you feel more ashamed, <laughs> you know, for a while. Yeah. Anyway, so that, and I'm not, I don't do meetings or anything. I'm not done. I'm not going back to any of that. I've left that because the not drinking part isn't an issue now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the trying to develop a personality. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. discovering who yeah. you actually are. And the only constant has been gigs. I mean, for the first year and a half, two years, the gigs were not great because I, I lacked confidence or what I was, you know, it's so again, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, in a way. So I was doing kind of I, I kind of like to do hardcore whimsy type. And uh, if you don't do that with real like I the whimsy I do, I back it up with a kind of a redneck tough thing mm -hmm. and together that works. And if you're just doing the whimsy and you're not you're not the whole thing, then it's people can easily just go piss off, you know, yeah. like <laughs> it's very easy to heckle. And I used to pride myself on being able to do a lovely, my favorite type of gig is a lovely little hipster gig or a little community gig mm -hmm. where there's loads of lovely, kind, nice people, and then be able to go and do a jonglers type gig and do them both. Mm -hmm. That was my pride, but I wasn't able to do either of them for a while. So, uh, but then it's come back and now that, that hour and a, half, and a half during a show is my best bit. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's so much easier when you're doing your own show to your own fan base yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but still, it's just for that hour and a half, you're just completely free. Uh, I just ad adore it. And mm. I feel so lucky to do it. I don't think I ever felt lucky that I did it right. before, maybe. You know, it was always mm. just bitter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and no, not equating any of my <laughs> behaviors to any of my problems. <laughs> you know, and I, and, I, and I think part of the, like, in around 2000 and... Uh, nine and ten I was going to give up and I grew a beard and just thought I'm not good at this and and, and as soon as I did that I started getting really good and um, and I looked like I was going to have some success and I was winning awards and by 2013 I was just I was I had a gig booked in for every single day of the year and um, instead of getting tired I would drink and so at the time I was thinking oh it's because I got tired and I, the drinking just got out of control but it's only in hindsight I realized that success was about to beckon you know I wouldn't have to there might be times when rent was paid two months in advance was on the horizon and as shameful as this is with a family I didn't feel like I deserved it mm -hmm. and I threw it all away like classic all the criticisms come back and you're a fraud and just absolutely self-destructed which seems like such a modern western uh, frivolous Thing, but it's true. Yeah, mm -hmm. you just feel like such a wanker. Mm -hmm. You're such a piece of junk, is what you think of yourself. So I'm not going to deserve this, but I know a great way to. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you're like, well, someone's going to take this away. So before they can, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll yeah. do yeah. it. I'll not I'm let the anyone. boss of, <laughs> of destruction. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you, you know, and you, you think, and then, and then the other side of you thinks, well, I can handle this, and. You got a panel show, and you think I've been up for five days, no problem. I've got <laughs> I got plans in place, mm. and you think, yeah, it went fine, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I can't watch back. So, yeah, that it's 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 crap. Drinking is the worst thing ever, really, mm. in a way. For well, for alcoholics, it is. <laughs> now I've been thinking about that a lot too. Like, why is it? Um, in seemingly success, you know, like in the Western countries, things are going all right. But I think uh, the alcoholism comes back to, if you go back to even just 100 years, most people were super, super poor. Uh, there was a tiny, tiny amount of people that were middle class or above. And most people were working in factories or child laborers. Like, you know, they were people were dumb mm -hmm. and worked hard and traumatized. And then they were all sent to world wars. And then alcoholism was just a thing that needed to, you know, like people coming back with no with no arms and legs. And then this one's family's dead. And, and the ones that survived have mental issues. And they pass it down. So they pass the alcoholism down. And then there's another war and trauma. And then that passes that down. And alcoholism is just, pa and it gets passed down. And I feel like maybe we're at a place where, there's generations of people who are going to stop passing it down yeah. now. Mm -hmm. It needs to stop. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I feel like it's got something to do with that. Also, loads of guilt and just all of that. And uh, maybe it's going to be a thing less and less going forward because yeah. you meet so many younger people and it's just, you know, there's still people partying, <laughs> but I don't see as much of that every single day mm. kind of drunk all the time people. Yeah. I mean, there are some poor souls out there. But, uh, they don't come to me. I, <laughs> I could really help them. But then I always, then I, I always uh, let myself and them down by just, just resorting to cliches like, "Wow, well, yeah, there's only so many tickets. Yeah, you use them up." <laughs> like, so I'm not sure I, I'd be a great mentor yet. But that's something I should bloody do, mm-hmm. you know, and start working in and uh, start doing the, all the charities that I should be doing. I used to do more charity things. I mean, we do gigs for charity, yeah. don't we? But I mean, being like hands-on. I used to mm. do more of that when I was drinking <laughs> than now. I've been so self-indulgent trying to fix myself. So, yeah, working out. I'm a mess, basically. <laughs> that's why I'm... <laughs> That's why I've come out of the podcast. Yeah. Here's how not to be. Is it good putting together a new personality, though? Is it like being on The Sims? Yeah, it's it, it's <laughs> how pretty cheerful good. am I going yeah, to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a slob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just. Um, I'm finding it hard to be cheerful a lot. Mm. I find like maybe everyone does. Conversation is takes it out of you, mm. doesn't it? Yep. If, if you're, you know, and my daughter, uh, she's diagnosed with autism, but she's like very uh, highly functional. So we're very fortunate. But her beautiful, beautiful little mind, you know, and I look at her and I see things in myself. And so, you know, we're giving her the tools to seem like she's social. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can see you can see the kernels of where the, the genetic where that's been passed. Yeah. You know, mommy and daddy have probably given given her half of it each. But, um, yeah. So it is fun building up a personality. Mm. And I'm trying not to be a fake one anymore. Mm. Like turn it up at a party and you're just fun and gang, you know, and putting all your effort into that two hours is a lie, Mm. (laughs) you know. And also you step on loads of people. Mm. There's probably loads of people who wanted to be fun too. (laughs) Instead, you're just soaking up all (laughs) the, the energy. But it, there are times, isn't there, when you're when you're in a situation socializing and you're quiet and you just you feel like you should, you know, and it, it's hard. You, you have to learn where to judge. Like, uh, when do I join in here? Mm-hmm. Is am I being a ghoul? Does <laughs> <laughs> me sitting over here make everyone uncomfortable? <laughs> I love those people who can ju- who are just cool with silence. Mm. These guys are legends. That's what I was saying on, was it Sophie? Maybe Sophie Jika's mm. episode when I'd always worried about saying the wrong thing, but now I worry about not saying enough. Ah. I'd never considered really about how, because often I sometimes do just sit there and be like, I'm happy to just listen. Mm. But then I'd never considered like, oh, do people think that I'm like not interested because I don't talk? And yeah. I'm far too self-analytical now. <laughs> Need to find the balance. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, well, you're in a good place then because you're thinking about it. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not, I'm not like stoic and not. You know, some people are like, oh, they're just really stoic. I, I, I don't look stoic. If ah. I'm not talking, I just look either like I'm gonna cry <laughs> or like I hate everybody. <laughs> Neither Gosh. of those things are stoic. That's what. That's interesting. I feel like that too. That yeah. I, I give off stoic. Yeah, mm. you give off stoic. But I don't. I've got yeah. too much of a frightened rabbit face. That's. My <laughs> I mean, I watch enough. Um, philosophy <laughs> 10 minute Universe things about yeah, yeah about um, stoicism <laughs> I feel like I was like you know you listen to it and watch it and you think yeah that's me I'm gonna nail that <laughs> but then I'll fall to pieces pretty quick yeah. like I nearly hit a cyclist the other day probably shouldn't say this out loud in a but car or with a fist in my car <laughs> and it was all foggy I didn't see him but instead of allowing him to shout it out I started shouting back <laughs> and I became a real and I just thought wow how fragile are you <laughs> you know you've I mean it, I didn't he obviously didn't get hit but mm. it was a scary thing for him you, you should apologize and ask how they are right away and instead I went straight to yeah. like challenge mm-hmm. uh, that's really ashamed me the last few mm. days ever since then yeah. even though the guy's a total like wanker <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's the sort of person I would hate 
But it's that doesn't matter. He didn't mm. deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have his. He was scared. You know, he's thinking about his. Oh, I could have been really injured mm. and all that. And I just saw. Oh, <laughs> what are you? Have? <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God! So uh, I, I need to do something to fix that. Yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm re- I'm really great with elderly people, <laughs> whether they need it or not. <laughs> I'm always looking for them, just going up and. <laughs> Just finding stuff to do for them. <laughs> They'll love this. <laughs> Picking them up and carrying them. Here, I'll get you there quicker. But I'm not going this way. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You think you're not. Yeah, that's another thing one person's got to work on, isn't it? Validating other people's. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. God, I am so. Th- I just I didn't realize how stupid I was. Now, Joe Strummer, there's a variation. Everyone has a variation of it. Joe Strummer's was, is, uh, I'm, I'm only smart enough to realize how stupid I am. And I, mine one was, uh, uh, I'm, uh, 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 oh, God, what was my one? My one's really good that I can't remember it. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just the right amount of stupid. I'm the worst amount of stupid. Oh, I'll think about it later. Damn it. That's so embarrassing. And you're not going to edit that. We will, don't worry. <laughs> uh, we've got about five minutes left if you want to ask our final question. Final question, yeah. I have yeah. an existential crisis about everything so... we've spoken about today. Are you having a crisis? <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> thought you'd been quite quiet. I, know, I was just like, in my mind, oh, God, Christ, I've got so much going on. <laughs> oh, no, on. see what I've done? Yeah. I've gone in here and I've <laughs> made everyone feel bad. <laughs> This is what I do. What I've learned from this is I need to grow a beard. <laughs> things no, seem to pick up when no, you you're had the blonde beard. like me. It doesn't. We don't do no. it. Don't worry about the beard. It's hiding. <laughs> I keep thinking that they're going to stop, but they just keep going on. They're relentless. <laughs> they're too easy. That's the problem. <laughs> they're too easy, and people just don't want to shave these days. Mm. So well done, you. Yeah. Ish. This is about as much as it goes. To be honest, it's <laughs> terrifying. I couldn't get one till I was like. 35 so oh cool okay I've got a year <laughs> <laughs> there was such a hint of hope in your no, life <laughs> one day maybe it took a long time nice if you could go back to your younger self and give yourself some advice on mental health and living without misery what would you tell yourself um uh don't drink that'd be <laughs> too easy because they wouldn't listen to that just say yeah it's alright to be like uh it's all right to feel bad, you know, mm. go with it. Don't don't uh, feel uncomfortable is fine. And lo- everyone else feels like that. Mm. You don't need to fill the v- space. You don't need to fill. Everyone has void. So go with it and be more philosophical and, and read more. That's what I would have said. Mm. Instead of just reading, um, you know, history books and, and nonfiction. Read, read some novels. That's what I've. That's the thing I've gone to lately, in the last couple years. Is I've, thought I've never known anything about literature, and it's always been such a vast thing that I've been afraid to approach it because mm-hmm. I can't stand choice. Mm-hmm. That like it's impossible for me to shop. So I have to have the same of everything. That's, yeah, that's what I Same do. shirts, same shoes, same mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, that was going to be my anxiety bingo question if we did it. Was, would oh, you rather really? have too much choice or not enough choice? Yeah, not enough. rather have not enough. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why the hideousness of communism <laughs> can be so appealing when it's clearly such a horrific thing. But you're saying, I don't know. I've been to the Soviet Union. They, look, they were pretty uniform. <laughs> Yeah, I would. What was the question? What were we uh, about? What I would say to my younger self? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just chill out, man. Oh yeah, literature. So I, uh, it all started with a podcast. Podcasts do <laughs> so much, don't they? And it was the history of literature podcast. Mm. And I just yeah, and I and I reminded me of some of the books I've read, and then loads of introduced me to like I'd never read Chekhov before, and that's been the most profound change I've gone. It's just changed. Everything. It's, it makes me feel, if I'm uh, f- depressed or at, uh, at sea, I read a bit of that Chekhov. I never thought I'd be. I'd ever hear that from my face. Mm. Is that the seagull? Was that Chekhov? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that could be. I've yeah. read all of them. I like that one. The little that lady, Chekhov, uh, the, like the lady with the little dog, and and all of that stuff. <laughs> so a bit of that, and uh, and then I read this one the other day. Uh, by a guy called Williams I don't remember his first name but called Stoner 
And it was this book written in the 50s, but nothing happens in it at all. And I, was, and I thought, God, you are such a country bumpkin. <laughs> I couldn't figure out why is this touching me on every level. Mm. It's so, it's making me feel alive and scared and happy and uh, like, wah. And then nothing happened. <laughs> so I thought, this is a pretty powerful medium, this is. Mm. And, and I've been missing out on that. So that, that's my new therapy. But yeah, I'd say to the younger self, just chill out. Mm. You know, speak, you know. Find a sit in the quiet room. Don't mm. listen to the criticism. Yeah. Because that's all that happens is you just take it on board and yep. then you, yeah, get out of that loop. You know, or if you're going to criticize yourself, just just go, yeah, so what? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. No, that was amazing. Thank you so much. Thank oh, thanks you. for Thank having you. me. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, guys. We hope you can take something from this podcast away with you in your day-to-day life. Whatever situation you're in, you're not by yourself. We can share our stories, share our experiences. We can help each other know that things do get better. And that's it for this episode. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to rate, review, like, subscribe, all of that jazz, that would be absolutely incredible. Uh, And if you have a few quid spare, spare quid, quid spare. If you have a few quid spare, that makes sense. Spare quid. It just it just didn't sound right, did it? Uh, you can donate to Calm. Uh, that's the end of the sentence. You can donate to Calm. That's what you can do if you have some squib care. Thanks to Tony Law for being so honest with us today. Thanks to Lauren for being as brilliant as ever. Uh, thanks to Dave and Calm. And thanks to you for listening. Uh, don't forget to watch Comedy Against Living Miserably on Dave on the 24th of March. I'm sure I'll remind you next week in next week's podcast. But until next week, bye, 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 bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Would you give your mum, dad, aunt, or that uncle who hugs your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh, no. Oh, my God, it's, it's a really long video. Ew. In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos, and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do, tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone, a Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel.